everybody. You're listening to Dr. Ryan Berlin and Ashley Berlin on 55 KRC, the talk station. This is the show about maximizing your life without dangerous drugs and surgery. You're listening to Align Your Health. And we're here this week talking about why every one of you should take our advice on one thing here. And I'm coming at you as a chiropractor. And I know that uh, for those of you who are regular listeners, a lot of you guys probably already see chiropractors. But what we're going to talk about today is why chiropractic care is the single best thing that you could do for your health. And we're not talking about your spine um, degenerating. We will talk about that a little bit. We're not talking about like neck pain, back pain, headaches. We're talking about your health. We're talking about that um, on your team of healthcare providers, your chiropractor should be your number one choice. And then you should have a team of other people, like probably somebody teaching about your nutrition and somebody helping out with exercise. But um, your chiropractor should be your health doctor. You know, what's funny is I was listening to um, one of uh, like just a just a chiropractic mentor in the profession this morning, um, listening to an interview that he did recently. And what I, and and I, I think that I knew this, but just really spelling it out clearly, it's really a recent phenomenon in the last 30, 40 years or so that, um, maybe even up to 50 years, but it's really a more recent phenomenon that we, that in the general population thinks of chiropractic in terms of neck pain and back pain. In fact, we were, he was, um, doctor, it was Dr. Guy Reekman. And he was talking about how he had, he was, speaking to a chiropractor who ran one of the Palmer chiropractic clinics a number of years ago. And he said, I can't think of a single instance of treating neck pain or back pain or seeing a patient who was coming in with a complaint of neck pain or back pain while I was there seeing patients. So it's really, when we talk about chiropractic and the terms of as a healthcare provider, as your PCP, as a primary healthcare provider, that that you're coming to someone and you're talking about your health and how to manage your health, it's really only in recent history that people think about chiropractic in terms of neck pain and back pain. Yeah, since it all has to do with insurance compensation. So insurance was trying to figure out how they were going to, um, you know, cut the deal with chiropractors. And basically they said, okay, it seems like you guys are pretty good with the stuff that medicine is terrible at in terms of uncomplicated, low back pain, neck pain, headaches. Um, all we do is throw drugs at it. If you got a solution, we'll pay for that. But they didn't want to recognize what we actually did. You know, the first chiropractic um, adjustment ever restored a deaf man's hearing. And the second was a cardiova- cardiovascular issue. It was a heart issue. Yeah. And then there's all kinds of research. I mean, uh, we, t- we did this show weeks ago talking about... Um, Dr. Mayo from the Mayo Clinic sending his wife to the BJ Palmer Clinic so she could get well. But here's the thing. Think about this. One of the most important questions that should be asked by any healthcare practitioner that's really truly seeking to improve the quality or quantity of life for a patient um, is, is, is what I'm doing actually working to do that? You know, am I improving the quality of their life? Am I improving the quantity of their life? And, um, Here's the reality. Oh, I don't see profit margin. (laughs) But here's the problem is that facts, evidence, science, research, whatever, that's what matters, not not opinion. I get this all the time. Like my my medical doctor told me, and here, here's the thing. We have lots of medical doctors who refer, so I don't mean to pick on them, but I do hear this. Like my doctor told me not to see a chiropractor or, you know, whatever whatever that sounds like. Um, Unfortunately, your doctor, statistically speaking, isn't good at getting you well. 
they're good at putting you on drugs and they're good at managing your symptoms. But the problem with that is it's a lot, a lot like almost identical to masking tape over a check engine light. You might not feel, or in that case, see the problem, but the engine's still going to uh, be destroyed at least at the same rate, if not sooner. It is a hilarious example to think, like what if you got in your spouse's car and there was just a giant piece of masking tape on the control center and you're like, hey, hey babe, what's this, what's this masking tape? Oh, I here? went to the mechanic the other day and he said, I don't need to fix the cause of the problem. He just <laughs> said to put this over the light and it would be okay. And I paid $300 for it. Yeah. Actually, my insurance company covered it. Yeah, my insurance covered it. And they it's got great. and they and they paid the doc uh, the mechanic five hundred dollars for it. <laughs> right, it's just a little <laughs> for this piece of gray masking tape. I mean, it's just silly. It's a preposterous example, but it really does translate in some instances to what happens. So I said facts. I said science. Um, I said research. So here's the thing: uh, there was a study published in two thousand seven. And what it did is it compared the health outcomes of two random yet similar groups of people. Um, And here was the interesting thing. The one group saw a medical doctor as their primary care provider. And the other group saw a chiropractor as their primary care provider. And um, the results were just incredible. I mean, incredible that the chiropractic patients, so this was 70,274 member months, meaning they measured 70,200 and some odd months of data over all these people. And they did it over a seven-year period. This is a long time. It I mean, is a long time. As far as studies go, this is a large study over a long period of time, which is exactly what you want. I can think of some studies that have happened in recent history that have been very short. Yeah. And the numbers are... Uh, not shocking and very disturbing, um, unfortunately, in the other direction for right. that that study. Right. Um, so we're not talking about the vaccine this week. <laughs> we're t- sorry. We'll, we'll let that lie. <laughs> we're talking about what you can actually do for your health. Right. So here's the thing. You can run out and go put a bunch of toxic stuff in your arm or wherever they, <clears throat> I don't even know where they're giving those shots because I have not had one, let alone two or three or four. Um, but nor will I have one ever. And I'll tell you this, why? Because I'm doing something right now that's already significantly better for me. And and here's what the data said. You ready? Studying 70,274 member months over a seven-year period. This was a a study in 2007 that compared medical doctors um, as your PCP Versus a chiropractor is your PCP. A lot of people think, man, I didn't know a chiropractor could be your PCP. Yep, we're actually um, licensed under our scope of practice to do everything your medical doctor does except prescribe those dangerous drugs. So 60.2% less hospital admissions among the chiropractic group versus the non-chiropractic group, meaning the medical doctor group. So your medical doctor was 60.2% less effective of keeping you out of the hospital. Your chiropractor was, had 59% less total days in the hospital. So when, when you were admitted, That's remarkable. you were going to spend 59% less days in the hospital, meaning you're, so now you, you're a chiropractic patient, you're part of the 40% who did go to the um, hospital, you're going to spend half the time there that the medical doctor's patient does. Which is, I mean, 
that that's what you that's what you want, right? It's like some sometimes sometimes you just you get sick. You recover faster. But you you're recover healthier. Faster. Right. It's probably saving you thousands of dollars, maybe more. Here's a great one. 62% less outpatient surgeries and procedures. So they were avoiding, and this was all, not just spinal, this was all kinds of outpatient surgeries and procedures. For instance, we have lots of patients who come in and they're having pain and we find a subluxation in their middle to lower thoracic spine and we start adjusting them and their previous gallbladder pain that they were having starts going away and all of a sudden they start digesting food better and their gallbladder starts functioning better. Why? Not because we adjust gallbladders, but because the nerves that go to the gallbladder come out of your middle to lower thoracic spine. So this patient avoids a potential gallbladder surgery because if you go in, you're having gallbladder pain and your gallbladder is you know, full of stones and it's contracting and it's hurting, and they see that, they just cut it out. They don't even ask questions. You can live without a gallbladder. We're just going to go in. We're going to snip it. We're going to take it out. Why? Because number one, you're uncomfortable. And number two, you can live without it. And number three, it pays really well. Yeah. Yep. So 62% less outpatient surgeries and procedures amongst the chiropractic group. Here's my, la- my favorite one. You ready for this one? 85% less pharmaceutical costs amongst the people who had a chiropractor as their PCP versus the people who had a medical doctor as their PCP. It's, I mean, it's just, it's, it's now, number how you one, want to live. Number one, chiropractors, this didn't mean that people didn't have a medical doctor. It meant that they had a chiropractor as their primary. Right. The other people, it doesn't mean they didn't have a chiropractor. It means they had a medical doctor as their primary. Yes. So who your primary is and who you trust first right. matters more. Right. Now you could argue, well, the chiropractors can't prescribe drugs. So of course they took 85% less. Yeah, but it, isn't your goal to be on less medication, not more? <laughs> right. Like you can always right. go to the medical doctor. I, I refer people. Sometimes when I really think something's serious, I'm like, you might want to go talk to your doctor about what they could help you with that. Sure. But m- that happens so infrequently. I can't even remember the last time that happened because our patients don't need that when they start addressing the cause of their health. Right. Right. It's getting down to the root cause. But rather than say, oh, the chiropractor can't prescribe, so of course their their patients are taking 85% less medication. How about this? The medical doctor does prescribe, so of course their patients are taking significantly more medication. Because when you hold a hammer in your hand, the entire world looks like a box of nails. And so, yes, do, do I adjust virtually everybody that comes in the office? Absolutely I do. Why? Because... We're checking them to see if there are subluxations in their spine that could be interfering with their health. And that's one of my tool sets. And so I frequently find that problem. The side effect of getting adjusted is um, the direct effect is you correct the subluxation and you get the vertebra moving better and get pressure off the nerves. The side effect is you heal. Right. The side effect is better health. The side of like. Right. 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 It's the, the direct effect is. The force goes into the body from the thrust, from the practitioner's hands. The vertebra moves, pressure comes off the nerve and the vertebra and tension comes off the, uh, the spinal cord and the vertebra begins to move more appropriately, therefore creating less stress, less tension, less damage on surrounding tissues like discs and ligaments. The person feels better as a side effect. They jump up. There's better range of motion Mm -hmm. as a side effect. Their body starts to heal better as a side effect. It's not the direct effect from the chiropractor thrusting. It's what happens after that when the body heals because the chiropractor moved the bone. Right. 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 
which is just, I mean, (laughs) but the side effect of medication in most cases is more dysfunction with other organs. Maybe the one that we're, we're prescribing towards doesn't get worse, but other organs get worse. The side effect of medication in most cases is your immune system becomes weaker. The side effect of medications is that there's, there's always a trade-off. In chiropractic, the neat thing is the trade-off is usually health. Why? Because it's non-therapeutic. It's non-manipulative. People, like, what's interesting is that insurance loves to call what we do manipulation. Manipulation means that you think you know better than the body and you're trying to force it into doing something outside of what it wants to do. That's okay. not what chiropractic seeks to do. We seek to work with the body to move the vertebra the way the body wants it to move and to unlock it from being stuck so that it can function like it's intended to. That's not manipulation. That's an adjustment. It's not manipulative because we're not trying to force it to do what we want it to do. We're trying to encourage it to do what it was designed to do. Right. Now that may sound like we're splitting hairs, but I promise you we're not. <laughs> and the intention behind M- it. Medication right. is manipulative because you're not working with the body. The body is trying to increase the temperature of the body right. to kill something. You're giving a drug to reduce the temperature and work directly against what the body's trying to do. Right. And that is by definition. Manipulative. Manipulative. Right, right, right. You know, the, the, the body is trying to raise blood pressure because the innate intelligence of the body knows that something's wrong. And, and it's losing pressure. So it's working to increase pressure. And then the doctor goes, oh, your pressure's high. So let's decrease the pressure. That, and all, oftentimes that actually creates more problems, not less. Right. And how many times have you gone and seen a doctor, whether it's a chiropractor or whether it's, it's a medical doctor or, or whoever it is in the healthcare space, how many times have you gone in there and had a visit and had a philosophical conversation about how you view health and about what health is? And dissecting, not not just not just not just you walking in and saying, "Hey, this is what this is like, this is what it is. Take it or leave it. Walk out of here." Like this, this is you have to believe this. No, like we have a conversation that says we might not be for everyone. You might disagree philosophically. I mean, listen, we that doesn't mean you're correct in our opinion, but you might disagree philosophically. You might be a person who says, "I want to walk out of here and go try go take drugs and go have surgery it's and go it- correct this problem." That in that route. And that's fine because there are facilities to do that, but we exist to open the conversation and to teach people that, hey, there's also another way. How many times have you gone into a medical doctor and they have said, hey, there's another way and let's talk about what that philosophically means. Hey, hey, uh, typically we prescribe this medication, but how do you feel about taking more medication? Well, doc, I really don't like to. Um, So then the medical doctor goes, well, that's all I got. (laughs) Because they don't have any other tools and I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to, you know, be, mean towards them or anything. I'm, you know, right. what, I'm just, they're limited to those tools, drugs and surgery. As a chiropractor, you come in the door, we're already, we already can't prescribe. You know, we, we can do some minor surgery. I can stitch you up in, in the state. Um, but I, I, I can't prescribe. So you come in the door and you're on medication. My first question is, how do you feel about that medication you're taking? And the patient goes, I would love to get off it. I'm like, that's great we're not going to take you off, but we're going to work on getting you healing so well that that medication actually starts to become a problem. So for instance, you know, there was a study at a university of Chicago um, in the hyper journal of hypertension, where they showed that chiropractic care, um, special adjustments to the upper neck actually reduce somebody's blood pressure better than the two leading prescription medications taken together. And so the interesting thing about that was we get patients in all the time and they have blood pressure issues. And I say, how do you feel about that blood pressure medication you're on? They're like, 
well, I'd love to get off if my doctor says, you know, that it's genetic. And I say, well, there's a study at the University of Chicago out of the hypertensive journal of hypertension that shows that chiropractic care is more effective than drugs. So when we start adjusting you, I just want you to start taking your blood pressure regularly. If you start seeing it decline, let's talk to your doctor about weaning back off that medication. Guess what happens sometimes? Their blood pressure actually starts plummeting because now their, their blood pressure should be normal. It's regulating because their nervous system's healthier. And there's this whole thing with our heart rate variability. We can tell that their parasympathetic nervous system is starting right. to function better, which means their body's going into more of a uh, healing and non-stress state. Their sympathetic right. tone changes. Um, they're, they're not, you know, f- dumping cortisol and stress hormones all the time. It's this whole cascade of things that happens when your nervous system becomes healthy, but that happens, their blood pressure plummets to a dangerous place. Why? Not because of the adjustment, but because now their blood pressure should be regulating normal, but they're taking a drug that's now lowering it to a right. dangerous level. And they go in their doctor and he's like, yeah, we got to get you off this. Uh, we might have to put you on something to elevate your blood pressure. No, <laughs> no take some time off of it. Let it regulate. Right. Let it find homeostasis, and that's exactly what happens. Again, but there's some we're not, good doctors and, out there who who recognize that, and then and we're not treating blood it. pressure. We're not right. treating blood pressure. Right. We're not we're not adjusting them for their blood pressure. We're analyzing them for subluxations of their spine that are creating tension, stress, or damage on nerves, and we're working to correct that so their body can then regulate these things on its own, and it does. And when it does and their blood pressure lowers, it's not because the chiropractor treated the blood pressure. It's right. not because the chiropractor hates blood pressure medication. It's right. because <laughs> the chiropractor acknowledges that there can be interference physically to the way that nervous system function is being expressed. And then that controls everything. And when you correct it and the body begins to heal, that's what's supposed to happen. Right, right. And we have an expectation of that. And it's a beautiful thing. And you know what's funny is that those miracles that happen in our office, like we 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 see those miracles all the time where we come into the office and and we have patients that come in and they say, You'll I'm off the liver transplant list. Or we have a patient that comes in and says, This regenerated in my body that I never thought could heal, or I'm I'm able to sleep like I never thought I could, or I'm I'm nine years infertile and now I'm pregnant. And we we never we never get tired of those miracles that happen and we love them. And and it's funny because we'll hire a new staff member and then these things will start happening and, and their eyes light up and they're like, I can't believe that this is happening. And we're like, and it never gets old. And it's such an amazing, beautiful thing, the way the body functions. But they're not, they're not miracles. They're not miracles. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a legitimate science right. based on a sound philosophy that has a very effective and very simple practice. Right. It's, it's simple in practice, philosophically it makes sense, and scientifically, whether pharma dollars want to pay for it or not, scientifically, it's provable. Right, absolutely. Here, here's something that we, we've seen, you know, but Dr. Ryan, I don't have spinal problems. I have, I have high blood pressure. My, I, I do have a gallbladder problem like you're mentioning. Um, I, I have digestive issues. My, my wife and I, um, she's, she's struggling to keep a pregnancy and we're having uh, fertility issues, but we don't have spinal problems. Uh, well, here's what the research says. This is, tw- you ready? I'll give you this on 20 year olds and 80 year olds. On 20 year olds, 37% of the asymmetric, asymptomatic 20 year olds already had disc degeneration. Ooh. 30% of the asymptomatic 20 year olds they studied already had bulging discs. Wow. 29% of these asymptomatic, so they didn't have back pain, didn't have neck pain, already had disc protrusions, like a herniated disc. 19% had an annual fissure, meaning a tear in the disc. This is getting worse. And 29% of, um, sorry, 
So that got, sorry, I got down to 19% had an annual fissure in the disc. So from 37 to 19%, 37% of 20 year olds who had zero symptoms of neck pain or back pain. Right. Had active spinal deterioration that was being caused by problems that can be corrected in the spine. Right. Subluxations. 80 year olds. So this is. So if you're not feeling it though, and you're 20 years old and, and those statistics are out there, then how the heck do you know? Now, when we say asymptomatic, we mean spinally. Doesn't mean they weren't having other health issues that they didn't realize they might be related to, to that happening. subluxation. Absolutely. Now here, 80 year olds, right? We're talking about a population who are swallowing um, medication, unfortunately, like Pez candy. Oh, Lord. Um, but they're like, no, but I don't have a spinal problem. You can look at them until they have a spinal problem. Their right. head's forward. They're bent over a walker. Right. Um, their posture doesn't look good. You can like you and I are looking. Sometimes at them, you like, can look at somebody and see the way they walk when they're. They a have a bit hump older. at the base of the neck. Right. Their pelvis is out in front of them. They look like they have no butt. Um, right. And you're looking at them. You're like, "There's no way that person doesn't have spinal issues." And they're right. like, "No, I don't have any spinal pain." All right. So asymptomatic eighty year olds. You ready? Ninety six percent of them have disc degeneration. Ninety six percent. Wow. Eighty four percent of them are walking around with an active bulging disc. That's a lot. That's a high, high number. High number. High number. 40% of them have a disc protrusion where that disc is now not just bulging, but it's actually putting pressure on their spinal cord. And 29% of them have a tear actively in their disc and they don't even feel it. And, and, they are, and those are asymptomatic. Yeah. And, and those are, the reason we're talking about that is those are just signs that there's damage in the spine and when, when there is damage in their spine, there is no way on the face of this earth that it's not putting stress and damage on the nervous system. And that stress and damage on the nervous system doesn't just create damage to nerves. Those nerves control everything. The way you breathe, your heartbeat, your digestion, your reproductive system, right. your, your um, you know, male virility, your bladder, your ability right. to hold your bladder through the night, right. women, continence. Hormonal function, yep. how well or poorly you're transitioning through menopause because that's all hormonal and it's neurological. It's your neuroendocrine system. Or even just your monthly cycle. Like how, how disruptive is your monthly cycle to your entire life, right? Is there three or four or five or a week a month where you just like lose your marbles or, you know, can't get out of bed or, you know, just have a, have a disruption in the pattern of your life that uh, that's affecting you? So here's the thing. How does that happen? You're like, Dr. Ryan, how's that, how's that possible that somebody's spine could be actively degenerating and they don't even know it? And then, and then we know that actively de degenerating spines, spines that are subluxated and have degeneration lead to more health issues. And that now, uh, now I'm starting to understand that chiropractic patients get adjusted not, not for their health issues. They get adjusted just to keep their spine and nervous system functioning as best as possible. But that results in better health yes. than the patients who aren't getting adjusted or better yet, the patients who simply go to a chiropractor regularly have better health than the ones who simply go to their medical doctor regularly. Which why? is why it wouldn't make, like it doesn't make sense for a patient to say, I'm good. I don't like, I'm not feeling any pain right now. I don't need to come in and see you. That is, is nonsensical. So our patients don't. They so right. they they go through most of the time they come in, they do have an active problem of some sort. We analyze it, we we look at what's going on, and then we create a course of care that's designed to stop the current problem and try to reverse as much as we can and get it moving in the right direction. 
Um, and how do we evaluate that? We evaluate that with range of motion. We evaluate that with subjective findings, how they feel. We evaluate that with how their x-rays look and measure by an a- analyzing them, that their, their posture, spine, their spine changes, their hip imbalance changes, their curvatures of their spine improve. And then we also measure that through EMG and, and electromyelography. We can tell that their nervous system is actually starting to show improvements and it's starting to calm down in the expression of the nervous system. But why do subluxations of the spine happen? Well, research clearly states that degeneration occurs when the misaligned spine or, or the spine isn't moving properly. So the vertebrae are out of their normal position or alignment, um, or it's not moving properly. How does it not move properly? Well, that can happen just simply with being sedentary. The longer you're sedentary, ligaments start to get rigid and your spine starts to lose proper range of motion. A lot of us have felt this as we aged. I'm turning 40 this year. It takes more work to keep the same level of mobility. It takes more hydration. I take collagen. I get adjusted regularly. I stretch. I work out because as we age, it is a um, normal part of the process that tissue ages. Right, right. Right? It just (laughs) ages. and and, and, That's part of aging. And it's accumulation of... Our choices. So the better choice we made, the less it tends to age, and the worst choices we made, the more it tends to age prematurely. I love, I love that example that we've given before, where it's like sometimes you feel like you need a massive shift or a massive makeover, and it's really like every single choice you make on a daily basis, they're just little tiny votes. You're just casting a little vote. You wake up in the morning and you and you're like, am I? Am I going to let my feet hit the floor? Am I going to go do a workout? You're casting a vote. I, I vote for workout. Am I going to drink a full glass, a full liter of water? You know, I wake up in the morning. Yes, I'm casting a vote for health. Am I going to eat a donut for breakfast? I'm casting a vote against health. Like, like every single day, you're just, you're taking these little votes and you're, and, and, and they're just adding up and they're accumulating over time. And that's honestly a big part of the process of how health develops as you age and what that accumulation looks like. And really, we're not saying that all of your votes have to be perfect. Like, but we are, what we are saying is that you do need to know that you're voting every day and you're voting many, many times a day. And all of those things matter. It matters when you vote to go to the chiropractor and get adjusted. It matters to your health. It does. You know, so maybe you're saying the thing like, how do, how do you know that the spine actually deteriorates faster when there are subluxations or it's not moving? Well, that the study that I was referring to was in 2004. Here's what they did. It was really cool. They took mice. Peter's going to hate this. Oh, no. They took mice and they, they fused parts of their spine with little rods. Right. And almost immediately, the spine began showing significant decay and degeneration. Surfaces of the bone and discs degenerated um, just after one to four weeks okay. of the spine not moving. Bone spurs began to, form, began to form at the edges of the immobile vertebra after four to eight weeks. Okay. And so here's the interesting thing is mice are most of the time horizontal and their spines aren't even weight-bearing. Your spine's right. weight-bearing. Which so is it can, a significant difference. It could potentially happen faster in yours. Um, the research, the most infor- important finding in this research showed that irreversible degeneration, stuff that you cannot get back, resulted when movement wasn't restored within the first one to four weeks of the time frame. So you're in a car accident, whiplash, there's trauma to the ligaments, and one of the vertebrae is now not moving properly. Um, the vertebra has also damaged ligament so that the vertebra is no longer being held in its proper position. That's called a subluxation. That subluxation now is preventing normal range of motion. You may not even realize with that car accident, you started getting some weird feelings, maybe some vertigo or dizziness, maybe increased headaches. These are all warning signs you should go in and get checked. Why? Because within the first one to four weeks, there is irreversible damage that takes place. Irreversible. So getting adjusted as soon as you possibly can. And again, this is this is talking about trauma. 
I'm not even talking about trauma. I'm talking about when you're sedentary or just sitting at your desk and you're in poor posture all day and you're not moving. They say, they say sitting is the new smoking that, you know, smoking was generally acceptable years ago. And now people generally accept that, you know, you just got to sit for your job. Well, no, now we're finding out it's worse on your spine than if you were standing or moving. And so it, it's just important that you're taking care of this because subluxations left uncorrected don't cause just spinal damage. They cause nervous system damage. Nervous system damage leads to organ problems and damage to organs, even failure and early death. How do we know? How could I say early death? How could I say that spinal subluxations lead to early disease and death? Why? Because there are articles to support this. They've showed that postural kyphosis, when somebody loses their neck curve, on average, they live 15 years less than somebody who has a healthy neck curve. They show that scoliosis, on average, people with a scoliosis of their spine, on average, live 14 years less than people who don't have scoliosis of the spine. And so what we know is that the spine is the key to keeping the nervous system healthy. Here's the the thing. I would love to see all of you guys under chiropractic care. We can't serve all of you. I can't serve all of you. I mean, I don't have the capacity right right now. But what we can do is any of those who want to come see us, give us a call at 513-777-7575 or find us at alignhealthcenter.com and we will make sure that you're a priority. Give us a call right away. If we're too far from you, find a good corrective care chiropractor. One place you can go to is go to maxliving.com and search for chiropractors near you. If you're in an area that's a little further away from us, that's a great place to start. If not, I, I don't care. I always say that even bad chiropractic care is better than no chiropractic care. Um, I think it's like pizza. Like when it's good, it's great. And when it's bad, it's still pretty good. So if you're seeing a chiropractor and they don't have all the standards we do, just keep seeing them until you find someone that maybe has different standards. Appreciate you guys listening. We'll be back next week with more. You're listening to Align Your Health on 55KRC, the talk station.